Hello everyone, hope you're having a good day. It is a beautiful fall day outside. Felt a little more like winter this morning than fall, uh, to be honest with you, but um, it's still beautiful out there, and let's continue to pray for rain. Uh, we need it, need it desperately. Maybe a little bit of a chance next week. We'll see what happens. Um, today is the 19th, and um, Wednesday the 19th. Last week was October uh, 12th. And uh, the passage of Scripture we took a look at in our 1 Corinthians study, once again, was from 1 Corinthians 15. We'll be there again tonight and be there for a little bit longer. It is a long chapter, a very good chapter, um, but quite long. Um, And what we took a look at last week was chapter 15, verses 20 through 28. So if you want to take a moment, press pause, and read through that passage, uh, that would be a good thing. This won't take us very long. We're just going to point out um, three three things from this passage for us to take a look at for just a moment, and um, just to get us on the same page, so we'll be all ready for tonight. Um, again, that's 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 28. Go ahead and read that. Okay, hopefully you had a time to take a look at that passage. Um, The first thing we're going to take a look at, obviously we're still in the resurrection, and as we spoke about last week, this is a bodily resurrection, not a spiritual one, an actual bodily resurrection that in Christ we have to to look forward to. And um, a a phrase that that Paul uses a couple of times here in these first few verses is is first fruits. So for us to understand exactly what that's getting at, um, we need to think like a Jew, and not just any Jew, but think like a Jewish farmer. Um, this is finds finds its um, its roots um, way back in the Torah in the Old Testament, and what it amounted to was there was an offering um, when the harvest would come in, and that offering would come from the first fruits. Uh, and basically, what this amounts to is a Jewish farmer honored God by offering first fruits to Him in expectation of God fulfilling His promise of the remainder of the harvest. So, this is the very beginning of the harvest. And whatever that looked like, again, the farmer was expected to give to the Lord from those first fruits. And this was a sign, this was a promise um, of the rest of the crop to come. So so that is the mindset that the Jewish believer would have when it came to um, the, the thought process of, of giving from your first. And so what that means is, is there's more to come. So now put this in the context of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as monumentally as important as that is to us in our salvation, it is also a preview of what is to come for the people um, who are in Christ and who die in Christ. So that's what he's getting at there with the first fruits. Following that, um, he he jumps into just a, 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 a very quick conversation about Jesus being um, comparing Jesus to to the first man, and and that first man uh, was was Adam. Okay, um, and Adam meaning. Um, Adam and Eve in the garden. That's what we're referring to. Um, And it's interesting, when you look to the Hebrew, how much this name, Adam, has been brought into, in the Hebrew language, into just mankind in general. Adam actually means man. Adamah means earth or ground. Um because man was taken and made from the dust of the earth. And then B'nai Adam means, in the Hebrew, means human beings as a whole. 
So, uh, so Adam is very connected to the human um, human beings, the human race. Um, so, what we have here, what what we have in Adam is Adam is the head of the old creation. He's most famous, unfortunately, for bringing death um, through he and Eve's failure. But rather than us just simply pointing the finger at Adam and saying it's all your fault. Um, we are reminded in Romans 1 that this fall narrative, the fall of man, has been reenacted um, by the human race time and time again. And that fall narrative has also been reenacted, according to Romans 7, by individuals as well. So, so we, we can't be pointing the finger um, at Adam. We are just as, as guilty of sin as he was. So, um, so that, that is the first, the first Adam, if you will, uh, since by a man came death, verse 21, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. Verse 22, for as in Adam we all die, so also in Christ all will be made alive. This all is speaking specifically about believers in this context, by the way, although Acts 24 does make it clear that the righteous and the wicked will both be raised um, back to life in a bodily resurrection. Uh, but that's that's not exactly what we're talking about in this chapter. Um now, what Christ brings, obviously, he brings an end to the power of death. And to break that power, it had to be broken by, by man. Hebrews um, makes that very clear as well. So, so, uh, so we have the first fruits of Christ's resurrection, what that means to us. And then we see what Christ undid um, through the first man, meaning Adam. He came to, to break and to end that curse, the curse of death. Okay, and then if you continue on as this, this, these few verses wrap up, verses 24 or so through 28, what you will see is that um, it's about submission. It's about this. All of creation will, will, be, um, will be under the authority of Christ Jesus. That authority will be given to him by the Father. And then Christ will then in turn submit himself to the Father, um, so in this order of authority, what you have is God the Father, Christ the Son, under him, and then under Christ, everything else, all of creation, all of mankind, all of that falls under the authority of Christ. So what we see here is once again, even in the end, in the glorious power of Christ, because when he returns to this earth, it will not be in the same humble form that he came the first time. Um, but the humility of Christ will still be on full display because he will willingly submit himself to the Father. Now, this is something we need to remember about this. The Father and Son were very much one in this activity um, because of a level of, of togetherness, of, for lack of a better term, teamwork that we can't even understand. Um, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit continually, continually live and operate in in perfect harmony. Okay, so the point of all of this that Paul is making is this: um, there was we we found ourselves in a very desperate place as as men, um, and it's not just because of Adam. And by men, I mean mankind. It's not just because of Adam and Eve and their failure. It's because of our own failure. And Jesus came to reconcile us to God, to bring us back on the same page, to bring us back together. And for this to happen. Death had to be removed so that God and his people could be be reunited. And that's exactly what Christ did. So, um, and the resurrection is key in that. So what we'll jump into tonight, again, tonight is October, or uh, today is October 19th, and tonight we'll be having classes. This is Wednesday.
We'll have class for all ages at 7 o'clock. Before that, we'll have a meal. I think we're having spaghetti tonight, I believe. Um, and uh, so we hope you can come join us. Come for the meal. If you can't be, make it here in time for that, come for class. And again, there will be classes for all ages, so bring the family with you. And tonight, we'll take a look at 1 Corinthians 15, verses 29 through 34. Short chunk, but the next one following it is way too big to try to cover more than that. So maybe we'll have a short class tonight. <laughs> those, those who come regularly know I don't ever make that promise. So again, for tonight, 1 Corinthians 15, 29 through 34, if you can come join us, we'd absolutely love to have you. Have a good rest of your day.